Welcome to City of God, a podcast of the Center for Public Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Dr. Owen Strand, and I'll be your host. Join us each week as we engage the city of man with the biblical wisdom of the city of God. Welcome to City of God. Today on the podcast, we have Jonathan Edwards. No, he's not in studio. I did not uh, activate some sort of theological mechanism which would raise him from the dead. I do not have those powers. I'm not sure anyone would want to entrust me with those powers if they could be entrusted to me. No, today I am talking about the legacy of Jonathan Edwards. I'm drawing off of my new book, Always in God's Hands, Day by Day in the Company of Jonathan Edwards. It came out just a few weeks ago from Tyndale House. It follows on the heels of another book about Jonathan Edwards that I published just a few months ago called The Essential Jonathan Edwards. I would encourage you to pick up both of those books if you are interested in this early season in the new year. If you're interested in a deep dive in some sound doctrine and some rich theology, we're all We're all in danger of being swallowed by our immediatist age, which tries to get us to train our focus on small things, on temporary things, and on things of this earth. And in writing always in God's hands, it is my hope that this collection of 365 devotions can at least for a brief time each day this year lift your focus to see the great overspilling glory of Almighty God. It's my goal that you would see that that is the most important work of your daily life, not to do the tasks before you, not to get in at work, you know, 10 minutes ahead of time and be a good employee, not even as virtuous as this is to be a good servant at your local church. The first and foremost thing I want you to see that has the most value in your life is to see and savor the glory of God. Now, there's, in truth, not going to be any divorce between seeing and savoring the glory of God and then working unto God in all your life as at, at your employment uh, place, in your local church, loving your family. There's no divide between loving God and working and serving God in the world he has made. My focus here, though, is to help us see that something comes before the serving part. It's the adoring part. It's the, it's the treasuring God's excellencies part. And so it's my hope that this book, as I say, always in God's hands, can be a help to you toward that end. I have four reasons I would encourage you, whatever book you pick up this year, to read Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards uh, is one of the most prolific authors in the history of the Christian Church. There are more books out there by and about Jonathan Edwards than we know what to do with, but I believe that it is well worth your time to read Jonathan Edwards this year. Now, before I give you my four reasons, I want to say this very quickly. I'm not commending a perfect man to you in commending Edwards to you. I'm commending only flawed men, insofar as I'm encouraging you to read church history, save for just one obvious example, one obvious figure, and that is Jesus Christ, the God-man, who was perfect, who had no flaws and no sins. But friends, anyone else you want to study in church history, here's the sad truth. They're a sinner. They're going to have feet of clay. There's going to be aspects of their thought or their life that is going to trouble you. It's even going to It's even going to bewilder you as to how they could err and sin in exactly this way. Edwards, for example, has his own flaws. He held slaves, which is nothing to minimize. And yet, I want to point out just at the outset, 
I still believe in church history. I still believe in studying figures like Augustine, Calvin, Luther, Edward Spurgeon, Lloyd-Jones, and so on. I still believe, uh, for, for purposes broader than just her church history, in following a local church pastor. I, I believe in putting yourself under the care of a body of godly elders. Well, listen, you might say, yeah, but I, I, I want to really only follow people who, who weren't, you know, egregiously sinful. Well, here's the deal. That body of elders that you place yourself under is not sinless. They are not flawless. They are going to have their own failings and flaws that, if you're a serious local church member, you're going to see up close and personal. There are going to be moments when you are sorely tested to stay in that church because you think, how can I stay in this? I'm, I'm, I'm serving under a sinner. Well, listen. There's a category for leaving a local church. There's a category for recognizing that a pastor is not living up to his charge as a minister of God's flock. But with that said, we all have to live with sinners. In marriage, we have to live with a sinner. So we need to just be careful at the outset here. Even as we are honest about the shortcomings of our heroes— We need to be honest about ourselves as well, and we need to see that just like those we study in church history, we ourselves are sinful, and sometimes, sometimes honestly, disturbingly so. Having said that, let me give you four reasons to read Edwards this year. Number one, read Edwards to be encouraged. If you read Edwards, you will see that God is good to his people. He is unfailingly good to his people. This does not mean what prosperity theologians say it means. It does not mean that God is only going to give you happy things and make your life as functionally pleasant as is humanly possible. In point of fact, in coming to Jesus Christ, you might find that your life actually gets harder. In following Jesus, we are walking the narrow way, and the narrow way is the crimson trail. When you are looking at evangelical church history, you recognize that following Christ has tragically often meant suffering, persecution, even martyrdom for the church of Jesus Christ. But in all of the on all of this, there is something greater than temporal ease and happiness. It is knowing God and being known by God. That's why the title of this book is Always in God's Hands. It comes from a phrase in an Edwardsian letter, and it ultimately comes from John 10 in the Bible. In other words, we cannot be snatched out of God's hands. That is a tremendously encouraging reality in a world, in a life where everything can feel very topsy-turvy, where nothing is bolted down. Friends, please hear me. Nothing in truth is bolted down except for your salvation. Second, I think you should read Jonathan Edwards to be challenged. I do not think that the focus of biblical Christianity is to coddle us and make us feel better fundamentally about ourselves. The focus of biblical Christianity is God. Following God is not an easy endeavor. It is not a light and glancing affair. It is always by intention, by design of God, going to push you beyond your limits. And Edwards recognizes this, and Edwards is a challenging preacher. So when you're encountering the writings of Jonathan Edwards, just know that. Just buckle up. Maybe buckle up twice, because you're going to see that Edwards goes after you. He really gets in deep and challenges you in a nitty-gritty way to live for the glory of God. But you know what, friends? That's exactly what you and I need. Third, read Jonathan Edwards to be instructed. 
Edwards had had a genius brain. He is one of the greatest theologians in church history. I think you could make a strong case for him being the greatest theologian in church history. Hey, he wrote a dissertation concerning the end for which God created the world. If your theologian writes a book that is about why everything exists, you can automatically—here's my invitation— put that theologian on the list of possible greatest theologians in the history of church, the church. Edwards has a cavernous understanding of the Scripture and of theology, and so you should read him to be instructed. Again, this is going to be challenging to crib from my last point. It's not going to be easy to be instructed, but when you're going to church or when you're reading theology, when you're studying your Bible, as hopefully you and I do regularly most days of the week, it is not the case that you are reading or studying or going to church in order to be patted on the back in what you presently know. The Christian faith is an upward faith. God is trying to lead us toward ever-increasing maturity and Christ-likeness, such that the fruits of the Spirit are born in us. They're coming more and more to fruition. We're not supposed to stay the same as believers. Hopefully, if we look back at our lives, if God gives us a long life, we're going to see not 60 years of stasis, of staying the same. Hopefully, we're going to see 60 years of growing in Christ, of leaving our sins behind, not of becoming perfect, but of growing and trusting God more, honestly, and sinning less. We pray that. Well, one major way to make that happen is to be instructed in the truth, and Edwards will help toward that end. Fourth and finally, read Edwards, not simply to know Edwards, read Edwards to know God better. The God of Edwards is a very, very big God, a cavernous God, a God who is bigger than history and time and space. Guess what? I would argue that's the God of the Bible. And that's the God, not only who we can study uh, to know, as we know many subjects, this is a God who, in studying through faith, knows us, learns us, loves us. This is not, in other words, the God of the Greeks or the Romans or pagan philosophy. This is a God who's not simply ruling out there remotely, but who is also immediate, at hand, Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrate this truth, not just at Christmas season, but all year round as believers. Read Edwards, I would say, because he loves the God of the Bible. He celebrates him. He promotes him throughout his material. He gives us what we most need, God. Thanks for listening to City of God podcast at the Center for Public Theology at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. We're so thankful you stopped by. We encourage you to continue to join the conversation at cpt.mbts.edu, the official website of the center. And we encourage you to follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. Join us in coming days as we continue the conversation on what it means to be the city of God in the city of man. Midwestern Seminary's 81-hour Master of Divinity degree prepares you for ministry today and tomorrow. Midwestern Seminary's flagship degree program is our primary track for ministry preparation. Requiring only 81 credit hours, the MDiv program is an efficient option for students, equipping them to serve the church in pastoral ministry. Residential students will be trained in a unique community environment passionately focused on the local church. 
Online students can earn the full degree without leaving their current ministry context. Come be a part of one of the fastest growing seminaries in North America as we develop a new culture of discipleship devoted to the local church and committed to taking God's unchanging word into a rapidly changing world. Visit mbts.edu slash mdiv today.